Amen. Well, God is good. If you, if you don't normally come to a believer's meeting, believer's service, believer's church service, um, or the BCS as we call it, uh, then uh, <laughs> um, we, just, uh, we just approach these services with just an open heart to, to worship God, to listen to Him, to yield to the Spirit. And, uh, and so they all turn out different, but it's a glorious presence in here already. And it's just a wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's not anything we can manufacture. You know, it's, it's not humanly produced. But I tell you, God wants to show up, show Himself strong in our lives all the time. And He wants to show Himself strong in every church. And, and, uh, and I'm not responsible for every church. I'm responsible for this one. And so I'm just going to do whatever I know to do to let God move. And let him do what he wants to do and say what he wants to say. Uh, you know, I think, uh, like we say when it comes to many different subjects, uh, human beings seem to have a tendency to drive off in the ditch. You know, instead of staying in the middle of the road. I'm not talking in the car. I've never, I don't think, I've ever driven in the ditch in the car. But, you know, in life, meaning extremes. Meaning we either miss it on one side or the other side, but have a tougher time staying down in the middle of the road. And uh, when it comes to following God's plan for your life, uh, how many know those who are interested in serving God and living for Him, that, that is something they think about. They, th- they think about different times in their life, Lord, what do, you, what do you want me to do? I ask that question. I want to be in the middle of God's will. What do you want me to do? And, and I think we should, again, make sure we don't fall into the ditches, okay? In other words, I from one standpoint, I don't want to get ahead of God. I don't want to be so uh, moving so quickly that I'm out here in front of what He wants me to do. I'm out there beyond. I've missed the timing in regards to I get a little glimpse of something and I take off in a full sprint after it. And and God's plan is is kind of, you know, wait, hold on. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, That's why you'll often find uh, individuals who have, uh, you know, lived for the Lord and have served Him uh, for many, many years, that in some things they move slow, but they make less mistakes when they do. <laughs> uh, at the same time, you could be in the other ditch, and you could move too slow. I mean, no, you, you can move so slow that you know, you're just missing all kinds of opportunities and open doors and God's leading here and making divine connections and we're still praying about it. You know, how long have you been praying about that? Well, five years and ten years and just trying to determine what, well, you might want to hurry up, might want to speed up, might have missed something there. You know, the words you can overly analyze. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, it's like, I don't know if I could say this. Well, it's, this is not live or anything. Uh, you know, it's like I have friends that um, should have got married a long time ago, but just too picky, I think. You know, and <laughs> I think you missed some opportunities there. I think you went too slow. Now, do you jump at the first thing you see? Probably not, <laughs> you know. Do you see every opportunity as, uh, you know, a sign from God? Probably not, you know. 
but we need to stay in the middle of the road. You understand what I'm saying? And, and obviously that has to be discerned by each one of us. But if you find yourself, you know, just year after year not being able to ever feel like you're doing something that God wants you to do, take a step of faith somewhere. You know, I mean, step out and try the waters. Get out there and, you know, do something. If you, if you, if you have to back up, maybe that's not the end of the world, you know, and, and, and make adjustments and, and do other things. But, you know, generally speaking, uh, when people at, their, at the end of their life, they're usually more regretful for having never tried things, never having put themselves out there, than, you know, than they, quote, took too many risks. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Praise the Lord. I appreciate people who are steady Eddie, though. You know what I mean by that? Just keep always moving forward, but keep going, keep going. Year after year after year, decade after decade, still serving the Lord. And what, 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 what's this person doing now? Oh, they're still serving God. They're being fruitful. And they've, they've, they've found, a, found a niche. You know, our, our friends over here, uh, Cliff and Christy, uh, they, you don't know they were there. Do you recognize them? And uh, they go all, he's crazy. And <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, you know, they travel all over the world and minister. And, uh, and when I say all over the world, places that probably he wouldn't be happy if I told you where he went. You know, dangerous places. Uh, and they, they minister but when when we met, you know, a few years ago, uh, whatever, 26 years ago, thank you. <laughs> you know, he could have, you could have, you could have easily in, can I say this? Okay. <laughs> could have easily, you don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I got permission to say anything I want. We give you permission, our hearts are yours. Uh, <laughs> he could have easily been interpreted as this can never last this he's too flaky he's too spontaneous he's too unplanned because he would i mean you want to talk to him for like an hour or eight he'll he'll have you he'll have story after story after story of just showing up places and things happen and when I met him, that was the way he, just, he would just show up. He showed up in Sun Valley and Jerome where we were living and just, hey, this is Cliff. <laughs> and he'd just pop from place to place and doors would open for him and opportunities and connections and he'd minister to this one and that one. And he's, but the thing is, 26 years later, he's still doing the same thing. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm leery of someone with, they're doing one thing one month and doing something else the next month and six months later you don't even recognize them because they're a different person, you know. But when, when someone just kind of year after year, they just continue and you continue, continue, I appreciate that. Not that, I'm not saying someone who's perfect doesn't make ever make mistakes, we all do. And, uh, but we're all endeavoring to seek the Lord, but we're, there's a consistency there, I can appreciate that. You know, if you've been living for the Lord and serving Him and worshiping him and for many years and maybe you don't, maybe you don't have a wow you know spectacular uh, story but you just keep plugging away and doing what you know to do what's in your hand you're using that I think that's valuable very valuable for the kingdom you talk to any pastor and they appreciate faithfulness you know one reason they appreciate faithfulness 
because there's a whole lot of not. There's a whole lot of people who name the name of Christ, and you don't know from year to year where they're going to be and what they're going to be doing, and, and no one can really rely on them. No one can really count on them. And uh, not that they're not saved or whatever, but, you know, you want to be a reliable person. Uh, you become, you, you are of, of great value to your family, to your friends, to your church, to the kingdom of God when you can be counted on. Amen. I didn't plan on saying any of this, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's good. It's right down the middle of the road. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let me just say a couple other things. Uh, you know, I was, uh, well, last night, in fact, when the Grahams were over at our house, we were standing in the entry on the way out, and something was said, it put my mind on the service, this service for like a millisecond, you know, and as soon as it did, I, we'd been talking about what God had, was doing and different things, and just, you know, everything, and surfing and stuff too, uh, but talking about the move of God and all that kind of stuff. And I, I found sometimes when you talk about the Lord just a little bit, you don't realize it, but you get more in the spirit than you realize. And in the middle of just, you're just having a good time talking about the Lord, you, you, you start to recognize, whoa, okay, I'm picking up things in the spirit now. And, uh, and we stood there, and, and just as my, when my mind went there, bam, just like that, there was this... Um, this word inside me, and it, it was this, the pleasure of God. The pleasure of God. You know, uh, the, this, the Bible tells us in Revelation, I think it's the fourth chapter, that we were uh, created at God's will, depending on the translation you read, because he, he willed it, he wanted it. Uh, I really like the King James Bible in that verse. It says, in, in, by your pleasure, for your pleasure, we were created. Because it brought God pleasure. He wanted it. He willed it. Everything he made was made. And of course, that includes us. We're at the top of his creation. All right. So why do you exist? Makes God, God likes it. It brings him pleasure, the fact that you are his child. It, bring, it pleases him that you are. You know, before you try to do anything, before, before you try to get God to like you, get God to smile on your life and be pleased with you, know that you're starting in a real good place before you do anything good or bad or anything else. Just by being, you're already in a real good place. You bring pleasure to God by existing. Isn't that good? I kind of like that. <laughs> You know, I mean, you think about your, your, your children. If you have children, there's something about uh, children to their parents. Just the fact that they exist does something real good inside of them. You know, say, well, uh, uh, are, you, are you pleased with your children? Well, it depends on the day, you know, <laughs> or what they're doing at the moment. But as far as their existence, absolutely. You know, you would... Just the fact that they are, hmm, nice. And that's totally the way we are with God. Uh, uh, I mean, in, in the natural world, of course, does, does everything a child does please their parents? No, no. Sometimes what they do displeases their parents. All right. Likewise, it is with God. I mean, not everything I have done pleases my father. But he is still pleased that I exist, that I belong to him, 
even though he may not be happy with a choice I make at the moment. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I think some have gotten into the wrong, into a ditch on that area, and they say, well, because of Jesus, because of God's grace, uh, God's always pleased with you in every way. Well, I don't think that's real. <laughs> no, he's not always pleased, but he's always pleased that I am, that I am his, because I'm, I'm still his child. Amen. And so I think sometimes about uh, the, the pleasure of God, living in the pleasure of God. He's happy that I exist. He's happy to be with me and spend time with me as I am with him. And his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So I know I like to be with him, but he really likes to be with me too. He takes, he takes pleasure in my presence. He takes pleasure in your presence. And that's just an interesting thought. It's almost like uh, when, when Jesus talked in, really in a negative way, but to the Pharisees who, and different ones who were, um, you know, hi- hypocritical, and what's the word I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking for? But they, they loved the praises of men more than the praises of, of God. And I know we, we see the principle there, but I remember one day a few years back, I looked at that and I said, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute, praises of God? And it wasn't really the point, I think, but it kind of jumped out at me like, God praises us. There, there is praise from men and there is praise from God. That's an interesting thought. Does what I do, does how I live my life, does it draw praise from God? You know, the Old Testament said he rejoices over us with singing. So we sing to him. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but I guess he sings back, huh? Look forward to hearing that. Amen. Amen. But there, 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 there is pleasure in this. And, and you can read the scripture and find, find out different things that, you know, God is pleased with the upright. And you can find verses along those lines, how, he, how, how he's pleased. That he, obviously, he's not pleased with, with wrongdoing. Uh, one, of the, one of the primary things we see in scripture that he's pleased with, and I think this is the biggest deal, and that's Hebrews 11, says uh, that we cannot please God without faith. In other words, when we believe, when we have faith, when we believe Him, He is pleased with that. All right? So what, what is faith? Well, again, that's believing what He said. When we walk according to His Word, we walk according to His promise. When we walk in confidence and trust that what He said would be is. What he said shall be is in our lives. By you taking God at his word in that very little thing, that puts a smile on his face. On his face. Amen. Uh, maybe we should uh, look at a verse. Um, which, one, which one should we look at? There's a lot of good ones. Um, look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians, the first chapter. Again, I go to I go to this thought with my own children. What brings me pleasure in that regard is when they use something that they have. When they walk when they're real young, when they first start crawling, when they first start walking, when they first say daddy before mommy. Uh, 
What? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How many recognize that we're pleased with our children? Certainly, certainly when they when they're faithful, when they obey, when they're respectful, all that kind of stuff. Okay, we're pleased with that. But we're pleased also when they do something on their own. We're pleased when they do something by themselves. That we used to do it for them, but now they can do it by themselves. That brings, it's like, woohoo, yeah, look at, look at them go. L- look at them do that. And you used to have to do it for them, and now they can do it themselves, and they, they feel good about that, and they're excited about it, and you feel good that they're able to do that. And I think the same way it, 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 it is with the, in the kingdom of God, the Lord is pleased. See, this is a misnomer sometimes that, that God wants us to, you know, have Him do everything. That everything is about, well, God, God needs to do that. This is God's, uh, God's job. Well, when I read my, my Bible and I read the words of Jesus, I read that the Holy Spirit is my helper. In other words, God wants me to be the doer and Him to be the helper. And so if we have this idea that, well, when we get really spiritual, then God does everything. No. When we get really spiritual, if you will, and we, when we are living by faith and walking in the Spirit, we do stuff. We use God's power. We use His Word. We use His authority. We use His anointing. We use everything He's given us, His grace, and we do it. And you know, when we do it, He's really happy. You know, sometimes people will even use it as a, as a negative connotation. And they've criticized people saying, uh, you, you people, you're just acting like God. You, you, you just, you're just acting like God. Well, that puts the biggest smile on God's face when we act like Him. Who are we supposed to act like? The devil? <laughs> Who are we supposed to act like? You know, incapable, some powerless creatures thinking of ourselves as just nothing and unworthy and unholy and, you know, impotent, not able to accomplish anything. No, God's not pleased with that. But when we recognize His strength in us, when we recognize His ability, His gifts in us, the manifold grace of God, when we recognize His anointing and His Word, He's, and we begin to live life with His power, giving Him all the glory, but we do it, He's pleased. Yeah, He's pleased. Even, even like when, uh, when Jesus talked with the woman at the well, uh, over there in, in John chapter 4. Um, and he talked to her about, he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask him, he'd give you living water. He'd, so Jesus had this thing called living water, and he, apparently he, he knew he had it, and he knew he could give it to people if he wanted to. He said, you should ask him for it, and he's talking about himself. He knew he could give it away. Gee, that's, that's a revelation we should have. Knowing what we have, and knowing we can give what we have away at our choosing, at our will, at our desire. You know, there's so many things along this line, like in, like in the book of John chapter uh, 15 and verse 7, where Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will and it will be done by the Father, my Father in heaven. Again, it goes back to this. There's a whole bunch of what God wants us to do and it has to do with what we want. In other words, watch. So I thought we were talking about God's will. Yes, we are. God's will is that a whole lot of what takes place is according to our will, which is submitted to God's will, but our will is in the mix. Does that make sense? 
But I don't mean it like this. I used to think about that years ago, about that scripture, John 15, 7, that I quoted. I thought, well, that's the reason I can ask for what I will is because his word abides in me and, and I abide in him. So basically my will is taken over by his will. And so what I will is really not my will. It's really his will. And he's saying he's going to give me my will because it's his will. And you know what I'm talking about? And then I thought, now that sounds like manipulation there. He's telling me it's what I want, but it's not. It's what he wants. And so I don't believe that anymore. I don't think that's what's happening. I mean, I, I will certainly would say there is an alteration of our will when his word is in us. When we're abiding in him, we're not going to want evil things for sure. All right? No believer walking with God is going to want things that are anti-God. But here's the, here's the our side of this equation. If God likes chocolate ice cream... And I like vanilla ice cream. And I abide in him and his word abides in me. I don't come away liking chocolate ice cream. I still like vanilla ice cream and he wants me to like vanilla ice cream. Because I want it. In other words, the Lord doesn't take away all that is you. As far as preference and desire and personality. He created us with that. He wanted us to be our own individual human being and personality and like and dislike. And from that place, now it's a righteous place because we're in Him. But, because, but out of that, we say, you know what, I like blue. And, and, and the Lord wants to give me blue. Why? Because it's His will? No, because it's my will. Hallelujah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you might want to consider that. Man, I could talk about other things there. But you know the, the, the verse over there in, in, in 1 John chapter 5, where it says, and if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that we have the things that we asked, uh, because we know that he hears us. I twisted it around a little bit. But it, there's, a, there's an emphasis there, that we ask according to his will. Have you ever thought about this? That... God's will for us is in the asking. In other words, God's will is that we ask Him and believe that He cares about what we want and will give us what we want. God's will is in the asking. In other words, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, if you believe that you receive, you'll have it. That's, a, that's God's will. I don't know if I'm making sense, but... Uh, a lot of times people are, people are wondering, well, does the Lord want me to have a, do have a new dog? I don't have a verse on that. Does the Lord want me to have a car? I'd like this car. It's pretty nice. It looks like a good deal. I'd like to have, is that the Lord's will? And you can't find a scripture on it. You know, we always talk about find a scripture and you can be set on the will of God. Well, there's some things like that that aren't in there. What's God's will? God's will is in the asking. His will is in the you believe that you receive and you shall have. Hallelujah. I know I'm all over the map here. Maybe I'm just trying to impress my friends that I know a lot of scripture. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's good too. Uh, in Colossians chapter 1, there's a prayer here in verse 9. For this reason... 
We also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Everybody say that. Fully pleasing Him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And, and, and some other things there. But you, you see how the prayer is for the people that bring God pleasure just by existence, the prayer is that they would walk in such a way that it would bring God pleasure. In other words, fully pleasing Him. So what I, who I am, I please God by my very existence. Because He loves me, and I'm born of Him. I'm made in His image and His likeness. I've been called a child of God, a son of God. But then also, also, I bring pleasure to the Lord by my conduct. Really, I do. What's my conduct? It's faith in Him. It's walking by faith and not by sight. It's walking in His Word. It's following His plan for my life. It's doing all these things. But He said, I'm praying. This is a prayer that these Christians at Colossae here would walk worthy of the Lord, because when you walk worthy of the Lord, you are fully pleasing Him. In other words, you're bringing God pleasure. I wonder if, you, if, if we can recognize when God is pleased. I wonder sometimes if we, if, if we can recognize or if we can experience the pleasure of God kicking back on us. In other words, God is feeling it. Mm-mm, there they are. Oh, nice. I sure like the way they... They, they worship me. I sure like the way they walk by faith. I sure walk the, like the way they lay hands on the sick. And I sure like the way they share the gospel with their friends. I sure like the way they serve and the way they give. And, and we're, we're just walking by faith and walking in His will. And he's, he's getting pleasure from that. Imagine that. You can give an omnipotent, omniscient, and um, all the others, uh, omni, the omni guy. You can give Him pleasure. You can give God pleasure. We can right there. Please. You know, the word please and pleasure, that's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. We can give him pleasure. Amen. You ever around someone, if you're married, can you tell when they're pleased? Does it, can you tell when you're, if you're married, can you tell if your spouse is pleased or they're displeased you know i'm not saying necessarily i mean i realize people act in various different emotional things people some people are more roller coastery than others and and uh some people wear their feelings more on the outside but as an overall thing when someone is really pleased you can tell and if you and i are walking close with the lord and he is pleased with us that kicks back on us oh yeah we benefit from that. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Oh, there's so much here we could talk about, but uh, I think I'm going to stop. Everybody okay? Amen. Let's pray for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you for the good pleasure of your will. We delight to do your will, O oh God. It is our desire and our good pleasure to serve you. Thank you for working in us today. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 2, you work in us to will and to do of your good 
pleasure. We want to live in the pleasure of God. We want to live in such a way that you are pleased. Thank you for working in us today. Thank you, Lord, for showing us your pleasure and your love. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. You know, I'm thinking about as even just as we're praying, you know the saying that uh, how people talk about uh, people who work in the White House and so forth, how they serve at the pleasure of the president. And uh, couldn't it be said that, that, that that's how we live our lives, that we serve at the Lord's pleasure. We're just here on his call, his assignment, his timing. You want me to do something? I'm good. You don't want me to do anything? I'm good. I'm here at your pleasure. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Cliff, why don't you come say hi? Would you? I didn't prep him for this, but. How's it going? That was good. That was really good. I was, I was completely happy. And I'm fine to go home. You want to say anything? It's good to be with you guys. I'm telling you, listen, I, don't count this a, a light thing. That he, the Holy Ghost, comes and spends time on a Wednesday's night. I don't know if, if uh, everybody really understands how amazing it is to have him, the Holy Ghost, and be aware of his presence. I'm telling you, I, I what I do when, because just from my life, when I worship and I, I go off by myself somewhere. I do long drives. I'll tell you, I kept worshiping over here, and I, I didn't want to be around anybody. I kind of wanted to go hide out in a corner with God. And that's that doesn't happen everywhere. You know, you guys are, maybe you're used to it. You know what I'm saying? But but I don't, don't count this a small thing. This is a good place. This is a God place. You know what I'm saying? And uh, remember what David said? He goes, he said, uh, I didn't miss any opportunity to be in the house of God. Don't, don't miss an opportunity. And the more hungry we are, he says, we will be filled. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I was happy. I was like, you know, I don't feel like he, Pastor Mark was wandering. He was speaking, speaking life. And some of us, we don't think of God in those terms that we you know, that we're his pleasure. You know, we think he's our pleasure. You know, it's it's like, okay, thanks so much. That's a power. I'm, I'm blessed, I'm telling you. Listen, we really thank God for your church. And um, we, we appreciate the support in multiple ways. Just the fact, I always love to bring this up, the fact that Pastor Mark invited me to go skiing up here. And here it is, 26 years later. And I'm still skiing up here you are I'm telling you I, I really I have I always have something to say but I'm I'm really blessed it's really an honor to be here it's 
Uh, you know what I really like about Pastor Mark? Is I love his consistency. I know I'm, I'm out there. You know, my wife, she knows better than anybody. I think my kids are starting to figure it out. But um, he's a good anchor. And, but he's not an anchor that won't take you out into the depths. He's not just staying by the shore and say, hey, we're solid. You know what I mean? Gosh, I'm telling you, man, that's a good word right there, huh? He, want, he doesn't want you to just be happy sipping back on the, on the you know, the 2% milk. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? He wants to get you out there where you're having some thick ribeyes, filet mignon, whatever one you, you prefer. You know, because if you prefer it, maybe God wanted you to prefer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but we, listen, we really appreciate this church. And uh, when we're around, it's, it's, uh, it's, re- it's a pleasure to be here. We, we even bring friends. This is our friend, Tall Paul. Tall Paul, can you stand up just for a second? He gave me liberty. Tall Paul is six foot eleven, so please don't ask. And uh, no, we and like I said, you know, you guys do have a part in what we do in multiple ways, and I hope we get a part in what you guys do. And um, just know, sometimes those crazy places, you're right there behind us. Maybe far behind us, but you're you're there in multiple ways, and we thank God for you. Amen. Happy New Year. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm satisfied. I, I was like, this is what church is about on a Wednesday. You know, where you, you walk out and your heart is satisfied. And we had time with God. And uh, he's not stopping. Bring some friends. Tell them. Say, sometimes it gets crazy. You know, like a good Broncos game, you know. They say, sometimes it gets crazy. We don't even know what's going to happen. And then sometimes it's mellow. You know what I mean? Amen? You remember last time we were here? I went in Starbucks right over here, and I I invited this girl from Starbucks, came, and she came. And then I asked, I said, I wonder if that girl made it. And I asked the cabbie to come. He didn't come. But the girl came, and after she goes, do you really believe all this stuff? Of course I believe it. Sometimes that's what people need. They need to know this is a refuge. One last thing. I remember when I went to Bible school and I somehow got invited to this Bible study. And I remember this lady saying this. She said, brand new believer had a lot of challenges. But she said, when I get in church, it carries me for a few days. And she said, if I don't get back, then I don't get my boost. That's like a baby with the baby bottle. They got to have it. You know what I mean? But uh, don't don't take this as a light thing. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome for me. I, I'm talking to God right there. I said, God, I have things to hear for the new year. And it's awesome to be in the house of God where God's welcome and he can minister. Amen? Amen? Love you guys.